0: people. What's up everybody? This is Wildcat Radio 2.0. I'm Adam Green. He's Brett Berry and Brett, the biggest news to come out of Arizona Athletics is that it's finally over. The the saga that began in what? Like September of twenty seventeen with regards to Arizona being caught up in this federal investigation for all this all the shady stuff. You know they weren't the only school, but they were caught up in it. More than five years later, it comes to a close. The IARP has issued its ruling, its punishment for Arizona, and I, I. You see the
1: punishment. It's hard not just to be like, <sighs> I can I can see clearly now the cloud is gone, right? And, um, you know, and I think, um, <laughs> I think that the what what came out, I think most Arizona fans would say is a best case scenario, um, just given you know, what the, the general narrative is, but also I think, as I think most Arizona fans are probably more uh, keenly aware with the details than the, the national narrative. I don't think it's surprising for most people that were paying attention uh, because you can't punish people for things that there's no evidence. Like I'm a little surprised that Sean Miller got off essentially scot-free from a culture of compliance perspective, at least Um, you know, they threw the no pun intended. They threw the book at book Richardson uh, with the the the, the, the ten, what the 10-year show caused but the arizona program you know they noted that the self-sanctioning with the the uh you know the 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 voluntary postseason ban a few years ago when it was not really a big deal to not go to the pac-12 tournament <laughs> right um they say that it mattered but um you know that's better than enforcing that this year i'd be very sad if this team didn't get the chance to play in march <laughs> so you know all in all i think it's a it's a it's as good as you could hope for as an Arizona fan, but it also doesn't seem that unreasonable uh, as well, a we, th- in terms of the program. The thing is we don't know and like you mentioned how knowing what we knew, like
0: the thing is we didn't know too much about this case and it wasn't reported, and depending on who reported it, the validity to it was always in question. And, you know, is this the best Arizona could hope for? I mean, five years later, sure. You know, you lose a scholarship, you lose seven weeks of communicating via messaging. You know, or a phone and basically, and $5,000 fine. That's the stuff that's the forward things, right? The things that are going to affect Arizona basketball going in the future. Whereas, yeah, having to vacate some wins. I don't know if they get to vacate the Buffalo loss NCAA tournament if that never happened because that's
1: terrific. If not,
0: but it's vacated
1: in my heart and in my mind
0: yeah so like they vacated wins there's 50 wins taken off of sean miller's record i like how they get to keep the losses though just if you won a game with an like with the player then it didn't count. but if you lost yeah that's fine that's
1: okay (laughs) they say they say hold that l
0: yeah (laughs) like obviously vacating wins it's one of those record book things it's one of those history books things we we know what happened everybody watched the games but um yeah if you would have said five years ago that when this is all over with, one bit that would take five years because I think a lot of the punishment Arizona got was just the lack of recruiting for one season, right, where Arizona was not good. Um, that was about it. Otherwise, Arizona was kind of fine with this. And, yeah, they missed the tournament, self sanction whether that would have happened without them doing it, who knows, right? If the IRP would have said, you have to miss a tournament, you're now. But either way, it's over. And for the Arizona basketball program, the last five years weren't a lot of fun in terms of the off-the-court stuff. You know, I I don't know how many conversations I've had with people on Twitter and text just in just talking about having to defend like, oh, Arizona cheats and Sean Miller did this, Sean Miller did that. I'm like, well, there's no evidence to that. Like we've talked about on the show. Like, if Sean Miller cheated, he should be punished. If Arizona cheated, they should be punished. But it's almost like the frustration of just like talking to a wall. It's like, no, that's not proven. (laughs) This was just this was out there and there's nothing that says it's actually true. Then there's other, you know, it just was so frustrating and annoying. And then finally, like this is a victory lap type of thing. Like Arizona wasn't punished severely. It's weird to celebrate not getting punished that badly, but for what a lot of people thought it would be, a lot of people hoped it would be, and maybe some people feared it would be Arizona's fine. Arizona gets to move forward kind of with like, you know, just a scratch on the wrist, you know, it's not too bad from a program standpoint moving forward.
1: Yeah. I, I'm sure all of those national media types will definitely issue a contrite apology for (laughs) that's not going to happen. No, but, and like, (laughs) and uh, you know, I I look forward to slash um, already loathing the day when ASU football gets their sanctions and you have to have that same conversation with the wall of why it's a different situation in terms of what the evidence says, but that'll be a more pleasant one from an Arizona fans perspective. Um, (laughs) But even from, you know, Arizona's, you know, getting by pretty easy. Even the, even the scholarship, um, you know, reduction, Arizona currently isn't using its 13th scholarship in anticipation. Kind of anticipation okay. Yeah. So like, and you know, a 13th scholarship doesn't materially impact this year's team or next year's team, or, or you know, it's, it's a luxury item for an elite program almost more than a, a necessity. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think, I think maybe that's the biggest sigh of relief that you don't have to have that conversation with the wall anymore, Adam, um, at least pr- from a personal perspective. And then from a, a program perspective, you know, all the negative recruiting against Arizona uh, goes out the window and all those coaches that were doing that against Arizona. You know, I'm sure Tommy, I think Tommy Lude got back on the trail this week and I'm sure he was uh, given a lot of I told you so and why the, that coach that was negative recruiting was a liar and they don't know what they're talking about. And now he well. has ability.
0: Like if you can negative recruit against Arizona for whatever reason, like whatever you have, you go with it. Right. That's negative. That's the game. But yeah, the unknown, the uncertainty that this all provided. Like you mentioned, you can see clearly now, like there was a cloud over the program because you just didn't know. And we talked many times like, well, this is what the evidence says, but we don't know what it was going to lead. We don't know what the IRP read. We don't know what they had. And the hope and I guess we're like, who was it that came out? Was it. It wasn't not Tennessee. There was another program like a few months ago that got their punishment like, oh, this isn't bad. And the hope was that, oh, if Arizona gets kind of a similar punishment, cool. And based on what we knew and what was out there, there was no reason to think Arizona would be just destroyed, especially five years later, right? Like if you would have said this was the thing five years ago, like, whoa, really, that's all they get? Based on what we've seen or what we've heard, like, wow. But yeah. in the time that's passed, like, was it bad what Arizona's been accused of? Yes. And I'm I'm not sold that Sean Miller was you know clean and all this i know i had like his book of compliance that helped whatever like i the idea that sean miller didn't know what his assistants were doing i find that hard to believe i do yeah but it's also i'm not the one making these decisions here i'm not the one who has to say anything in terms of the punishment so this is what the irp decided and arizona is much better for it (laughs) you know they got a new coach who's been outstanding arizona the machine is back rolling again and there's no longer this idea that the negativity, like the negative recruiting that could happen against them because of this, that's gone. The uncertainty of like, well, what happens if you're banned from the tournament or this? Like, that's gone. Now Arizona just gets to be Arizona again, like 100%. If they were recruiting at maybe 85% or, I mean, they were recruiting pretty well. But if they were recruiting at like 85%, now they're at 100%. What does Tommy Lloyd with 100% look like? We'll see. I'm excited to see it, though.
1: Yeah, I, I'm also excited to see the timing of this. Just happens to be right before a big matchup on ESPN, <laughs> which Arizona fans all love, and I'm sure ESPN will be very contrite in acknowledging uh, the evidence that was there or not there in this in this case. Um, you know, it's, I'm sure that the student section and some fans will have some, shall we say, uh, ribbing for ESPN and some. It's I, totally I, I, fair. Oh yeah, they, no. I, it, it, it's completely fair, right? Like, like,
0: does it does it matter? No, no, it doesn't. But there should be some sort of you know cathartic, exactly, I guess, moments for a fan base. And a grand winning here is everything, right? If Arizona going to win the national championship, that's the biggest fu to ESPN and all the people who tried to tear the program down, you know, five years ago or in the last five years. But yeah, I mean, there should be some like yeah, like is this victory? I I don't know if they're like this is a win for sure it's a big victory for Arizona program but it's not you know not gonna hang a banner it doesn't count on the standings but certainly for people like us and if you're an Arizona fan who the whole time was saying yeah well this is what's been proven this isn't it you know that this is your moment you know you get this especially with ESPN coming to town like enjoy it yes you should
1: but then you need to move on yeah (laughs) I mean tell me I'm right Adam nobody likes to told you so right (laughs) well actually <laughs> exactly <laughs> you know uh, but also you know i think i think it's not an unreasonable thing for arizona fans to you know maybe make their point and then Bluntly, they just need to move on. Uh, I, I do feel like it'll be a little bit like the Seinfeld episode where George Costanza has his candy stolen. He's like, all I ask is for an apology and for that man to be fired. Like, that's going to be what Arizona <laughs> fans are going to be with. some right. of these. And no one's getting fired. Nobody, yeah, Most it's not going to happen.
0: Don't, outside of Arizona fans, who remembers what Jay Billis had to say? Or what Seth Greenberg had to say? Or what Mark Schlebach wrote? Like, no I one st- remembers.
1: I still don't it's even know. It's been five years. <laughs> I don't even know how to appropriately pronounce Schlabach. <laughs> And it's been I mean, five years.
0: Depends on who you're talking to. Some might say garbage. Some <laughs> might say, I mean, but, you know, it, it's a tough one for sure. There was a lot of things that were written and said that whether they were true ended up, they weren't proven to be true. I'm not going to say it wasn't accurate because, you know, who knows? but it wasn't proven to be true, and this is the punishment. Now, were there people that wanted to see the end of Arizona? Absolutely. Now, I don't think Jay Billis wanted to see the end of Arizona. I think Seth Greenberg wanted to see the end of Arizona. I'm not even sure Schlebach or Garbage or Schlaubach or whatever you want to pronounce it, wanted to see the end of Arizona. Like I don't, I don't think that was the case with them specifically. At the same time, were they irresponsible? Did they jump the gun on some things? Dick Vitale? Like, absolutely oh. they did, and they took an angle, a narrative that has not been proven to be accurate and like that's unfortunate for them but they're also not going to face any consequences for it
1: no and i think there's a lot of you know programs or people with connections to those programs even in the media that maybe have a, a bias or an agenda where it doesn't hurt their agenda to throw a shovel of dirt on arizona and therefore it's not their program or their agenda right right like you know it's 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 not a conspiracy theory that ESPN is about SEC football and ACC basketball, right? That's where their bread is buttered, and like take that with a grain of salt, you know. But Arizona, at the end of the day, it you know, we all just need to get, you know puff your chest, make your snarky comment to the Dick Vitals of the world, and living well and winning a championship will be the best revenge.
0: Well, yeah, if Arizona was struggling, if like if Sean Miller was still the coach, would be a whole different dynamic too. Oh, if sure. Arizona was struggling, if the The issues on the recruiting trail, trail had continued, and Arizona was just kind of a middling program. You know, if they weren't coming off a season where they won the Pac twelve Pac twelve tournament or a number one seed, if they weren't, you know, ranked number nine in the country, you know, it'd be a different story. Because, be like, wow, this whole thing like ruined Arizona basketball, and for what? You know, like it took you five years to decide. Eh, not really. They didn't really do anything. Like, there's a little bit here, but nothing with the program. Like that would be really frustrating and devastating. You know. That's not the case. Arizona's fine. Arizona's great right now. And this can only make things better. Like, it won't make things worse. Like, Arizona's not going to be worse off without this. They're going to be better. How much better? What kind of impact this ruling will have on the recruiting, just the narrative and the vibe? We don't know. But you also kind of get the sense that Arizona knew this was coming. That whatever they presented to Tommy Lloyd when they hired him, you know, whatever they, however they've been handling things, that they had a pretty good idea of what evidence existed and where it would probably end up. And this is why we're you
1: know, yeah. that's why
0: they're here now. This is why Arizona's at a point where they can move forward, Tommy Lloyd can have a clean slate, especially, and build Arizona basketball back to being what it can be.
1: Yeah, I think in a excuse me, in a funny way, I think what you're almost saying is the Arizona is in a better place with the cloud being lifted and the sanctions and the penalties in place than the penalties themselves will actually inflict on the program. Absolutely.
0: The unknown is the worst.
1: The the unknown was way worse. The cloud hanging over it was way worse than even the seven weeks. I'm pretty sure it's non-consecutive so they can just be like, hey guys, I'm going on vacation for a week. Check back in eight days on the recruiting conversation, right? Also, it's Arizona
0: basketball. I don't think them not reaching out to something like, well, they're not interested anymore. I guess I'm going (laughs) to go to somewhere else. (laughs) Are they
1: they allowed to like subtweet at recruits from the Arizona (laughs) basketball Twitter (laughs) handle? Find the loophole. That'll go well. Like definitely, the, Arizona should try to find the loophole in this sanction. <laughs> just uh, you know, just uh, ha- have Tommy Lloyd speaking in pig Latin about like a player smoke signals or something. You know, yeah, you know, you know, Jed Fish, Jed, Jed Fish can be can help teach uh Sean Miller or, or uh, not Sean, no, Tommy Lloyd to how to how to speak in code or,
0: on Twitter or have Jed Fish do the recruiting have him sub in, right? Or is it, can it be, I guess it has to be Arizona basketball. It can't just be like, but if what happens if an Arizona football coach just happens to bump into a basketball recruit?
1: <laughs> well, now, now we're just getting conniving for the world's lightest punishments to work around at <laughs> <laughs> Right. <laughs> like, it, kind of to wrap it up. Like this is,
0: it's not surprising. That this is the punishment. I don't think based on what we thought we knew and what kind of sanctions the IRP had ruled on previously, this isn't a surprise to anyone who is paying attention. It's probably a surprise and disappointment to people who weren't paying attention. People who made up their minds five years ago, four and a half years ago, that Arizona was as guilty as anybody and it should just be destroyed, you know, tear the program down for them. It's a surprise for everyone else. It's kind of like, okay, finally it's over. And you know, I don't know if anyone, you know, popped the champagne down in Tucson at the McHale center. I don't know if anyone celebrated with a nice drink when this came down. Cause I think it was like 10 in the morning or something. It was early, but (laughs) Either way, for Arizona basketball, the future was already bright and this just clears it up even more. I they're gonna have to deal with the same but like a year from now, it'll all be over, right? Like they'll be done with all the punishment from this. Like it's like this is a great place to be if you're Arizona men's basketball.
1: Yeah, and at the end of that year, the biggest question will be like, how come we got uh... Net, you know, net cash flow of 0.001 percent lower due to that five thousand dollar fine, <laughs> and that's like the only thing that's going to be noticeable. How
0: do they cover the number five thousand dollars? That seems so. I
1: mean, like I could
0: or use five thousand dollars. Don't get me wrong, but like a dollar for each, I, a
1: dollar for each day this ruling took to arrive. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think it's been five thousand days. It felt like it. It really did.
1: Like oh wow, like it's over. Like that's it. Like I, think, that. I, I think it's going to take us longer to in, like internalize it not being a thing anymore because it's been internalized that the cloud was just a, it was here for our existence.
0: I, I remember chatting with some ASU fans because they were getting mad about the NCAA not ruling on their football issue. And I'm like, you realize there's been nothing on Arizona basketball. Like, really? That's not over with? Like, just the idea that it could take this long. And because Arizona went the IRP, like they, they extended it for that reason. But there are so many people who just kind of forgot it was a thing, especially with NIL now being around. It's like, oh, what did Arizona do? Like, if you ask someone who isn't, like, a horribly biased fan, someone's just like, oh, they paid attention remember the thing from five years ago and ask them, well, what, was it, what did Arizona actually do? They may not even remember what they were accused of. You know, they're like, oh, somehow paying, you know, like, no one really knew. And now it's finally over. So Arizona can move on, like, as Brett and I, we were saying, get your kicks in, especially ESPN coming to town Saturday. You know, for a big game that we're going to talk about after a break, but get your, get your kicks in, you know, have some fun with it, and then enjoy a very good basketball team that has a lot of wins in its future, right?
1: I, I think that's about it. Yeah, that's it's. I think we more have to remind ourselves to get those kicks in and then just move on and be done with it because it's. Yeah, and enjoy the team
0: you have exactly. rather than getting upset about what happened over the last five years or so. Well, Brett, let's take a break. When we come back, Arizona, Tennessee, a rematch from one of the better games of last season didn't go the right way but it was a really good basketball game this one's in McHale and we'll talk about it hey it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City go Kevin or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the Priceline app today your savings are waiting To your happy place, for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price Priceline. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to Bluenile.com. That's Bluenile.com. We're back in, yeah, Arizona basketball. When you're a good team and you play I think games, like we talked last week, Arizona played Indiana. And that game was fun. You know, we talked about that. We had the watch party at Casual Pine Central Phoenix, sponsored by Bonehouse. Great time. Arizona won. Since then, the Wildcats. Earned another victory, a little bit of a slow start, I guess, but you know, it was not a never in doubt against Texas AM CC.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was that Corpus was oh, Christie. I, I like how you clearly looked up what the CC stood for. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> You're like Texas A and M Community College. That doesn't make sense. No. Ninety nine sixty one
0: was the final. Like Arizona was the bigger team, the better team. That game essentially went the way it was supposed to.
1: Yeah, and I'm not going to lie, Adam, I did not even watch the game. I was busy with other things because I also knew that game would be irrelevant to anything.
0: Yeah, Uh, if if they lost, you would have read a lot about it. (laughs) If it didn't go well, they did not lose. they would have lost, I would have been really glad I didn't watch it. (laughs) That game, T'Bellis was good. Bala was good. Henry Vesar had 16 points, looked like he was kind of coming into his own a little bit grand. Opponent adjusted, right? Yeah. But there were a lot of good things in that game. Things yeah. they have it coming. Boswell. Like Kirk Risa was left the game sick. Boswell came in, played 26 minutes. It was solid. Had eight assists, seven rebounds. Like, not bad. You'll take yeah. that. I saw his stat line. He was flirting with a triple-double as, yeah. a, as a point guard, right? Um, and again, opponent adjusted, but you like to see stuff like that. Especially yeah. Especially ahead of a big game like they have, again, now. Tennessee. Number six Tennessee comes to the McHale Center. That was a game last year that Arizona lost. Remember, they got down big early. Foul trouble for Tubellas, for Coloco. And the Cats battled back and ended up having one of those games. Where you're like, yeah, the officiating wasn't ideal. Arizona lost. Obviously, they were fine after that because Tennessee was good. Tennessee's good again.
1: It's a a nice non-conference game to have at the McHale Center. It's going to be a really interesting test in a matchup. I, I pulled up Ken Palm. Arizona's number one in adjusted offense in the nation, and Tennessee is number one in adjusted defense. So
0: is this where the they nation. say something's got to
1: give? I think, I think they do say that. Uh, yeah. Is that is that the thing? <laughs> I mean, despite the World Cup being so prevalent in our lives today, college basketball cannot end in a tie. Um, you know, so something's going to give. I think this is going to be an, you know, it, it'll be a good test because Tennessee's going to play physical defense. We saw that, you know, in the matchup last year. Uh, Arizona still probably, Umar Balo aside, relies a bit more on finesse players, and it'll be a good test for a guy like Uz- Azulis Tubalis, who sometimes can get muscled and, and thrown off his, off his rhythm and off his balance uh, offensively. Uh, so I'm curious to see how Arizona can handle that. Uh, I'm curious to see how Marbalo maybe changes that equation. And I think, honestly, this game being in Tucson at McHale Center, maybe, you know, I think that the home court advantage is going to matter more in this game than most. Uh, because it's more likely that, that Arizona will go into an offensive slump and, and it, kind of that and dealing with that physicality. And that's where a home crowd advantage uh, that where you know, and Arizona basketball fans have a good sense of when the team needs, you know, uh, a jolt of energy. Right. Mm-hmm. And that can, I think they can actually impact the game if there's one of those big runs where Tennessee starts to go on and Arizona's looking sluggish. I think the crowd can get them out of that faster than if they were on the road, right? Conversely,
0: like if Arizona goes on a big run, that crowd could really keep it going and help bury totally. a team like Tennessee. You now, Tennessee's not the best offensive, offensively. They are not good at scoring the best, but they are good at denying teams from scoring the basketball. But to your point about Bellis, that's one I'm really interested in because he's the guy who, against Tennessee, against some of the tougher teams last season who were physical with him, he wasn't great. And he's been very, very good this season. What's he going to do against a team like this? Like Tennessee's not a big team they're not a team that has like an own ball or has, you know, two seven footers in the lineup like Arizona does. So Arizona has an advantage in that way, but there's a physicality that Arizona didn't necessarily show last season with someone like two Bells Like, can he bring that in this game? You know, can he handle a game like this? Can he be a key point of it? And also can Arizona's bench, which hasn't been that great this season, continue from its game against Corpus Christi, you know, earlier in the week. Yeah. The CC, I'm just going to roll with that. It's fun to say, like, can the bench continue to have that kind of production? Because Arizona's going to need it. And this is the type of game where Arizona may need it. So I agree with you. This game being in Tucson is huge for all the momentum-type swings. It's McHale Center. Tennessee has not really played a true road game. Uh, now they get to in one of the more hostile environments or what an environment that certainly can be very hostile on ESPN. It's a late game. It's 8.30 Tucson time, so 10.30 Eastern time. Like There's a lot of things that can help Arizona in this one. But mostly it's like, yeah, are they going to be physical enough? Are they going to be able to handle a really good defense? You know, like, remember they got punched in the mouth by Utah? Utah's not a great team, but they were physical, and Arizona did
1: not do well in that game.
0: Yep. So
1: I was going to say, that's a really good comp to see how they've learned from that game, right? Yeah. Like,
0: Tennessee, I assume, is probably better defensively than Utah. They are number one adjusted defensively. So, But that's a physical game. They're not as skilled as you are, but they're going to come, and they're going to bring the fight to you. Can Arizona respond?
1: Well, and that, and I think that's where, you know, Kylan Boswell, against the, you know, a and M C C, as you call them, uh, getting getting some confidence built, even if it is against an inferior opponent and it's a home game. You know, I feel more confident that Kylan Boswell will, will be a, a value add, where he may you know wilt under pressure if this game was in Tennessee in a hostile environment, right? Because mm-hmm. let's remember, he's a guy that was a reclass; he's supposed to be a senior in high school. This is this is a different thing for him, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, it's it's I think we've you know. Between Boswell and I think you're right with Azulis Tabellis, he's going to be the critical person in this game. I think Kirk Carissa, if he can maintain, if he's a, if he's feeling better and healthy, um, but also if he is able to play within himself and within the flow of the offense, I think, I think he's a good facilitator. And, but, you know, he's somebody that can let his emotions make bad decisions at times. Mm-hmm. I think he's been better at that this year than he was last year. Uh, so I'm curious to see how he handles that, and because he could be a pest against a physical team, right? And and ha- and have some impacts in a positive. Because he way. doesn't
0: back down. Like yeah, he, like his mentality is where you want it to be in a game like that.
1: But it could he, that, that can be a double edged sword. Courtney Raymi being
0: in this game, that dog oh. you've always wanted them to have, he's been good, been very satisfied with his play. This is a game that could be made for someone like
1: him. Or I, you know, as a, an X factor, could be Henderson in this game as well. Like a guy that's really, it's you know. He's got good size. He can handle the physicality. He's versatile offensively. I think he could be an X factor or if he has a solid game. He might be somebody that is the beneficiary of, uh, you know, of of Tennessee's good defense, creating opportunities for him as not the primary scoring option. If he, you know, gets some open shots and knocks them down or, you know, is able to penetrate and, and facilitate a bit, that could really move the the needle in terms of the outcome.
0: I'm curious, before we wrap up this conversation about Tennessee, it's a big game, obviously. It's it's December. So a win doesn't mean Arizona's champions of anything. A loss doesn't mean that they're not going to win any titles or anything like that, especially non-conference game here. But how important is it to see them play well in a game like this? Because the worry always, and we've seen it with Gonzaga too, when they played some of the strong teams, like when they got their asses handed them by Baylor a couple years ago, it's like, well, they played a tough physical team and they just got destroyed. We don't want Arizona. We want Arizona to be a better Gonzaga, right? You know, Gonzaga's quality will only better with Arizona athletes. That's the idea. A game like this against a really tough defensive team, like we saw against Houston last year in the tournament, did not go well. If Arizona comes out and plays off well, their offense is efficient, they make shots, they get good looks, they play tough, they rebound. Does that give you a little bit more confidence? That, yeah, this team can be that kind of team, be a team that can make a deep run in March. Or conversely, obviously, if Arizona struggles, it's just time to be oh boy, that's the the warning signs. The red flags are all just as bright as can be.
1: I, I mean, I think it's still early to be panicking if Arizona struggles badly, because they're still young and incorporating some of these new guys. But if they win and
0: plan the parade, right?
1: I, I mean, if they win, the biggest impact of that is a confidence, but really it's, it's, this is their last best chance to secure a high seed, not just for them, but for people in the pac 12, right? They make it to the tournament because this true. is the, the last good is, non-conference game. Yeah. This is something that, you know, Gets you a shot at a one seed, even potentially, right? Uh, mm-hmm. If you if you go through, even if you lose a game or two in the conference play, like everybody's going to lose a game or two, that that happens. But if you win this one, and the Pac-12 has four or five teams that make it, and there's pretty solid, even have two losses in the Pac-12, you're 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 probably a one seed uh, with Arizona's resume, right? Um, now, if you lose this, does it mean uh, you know a high seed is uh, is is forgotten? course not but a one seed is going to be real tough to get a two seed might be tough to get Um, but you're you know if you lose if you lose and play well it's a it's a learning experience if you lose and get beat real bad it's an even better learning experience because there's probably some key reasons why and some of that is you know learning to play against physical teams and arizona didn't learn that fast enough last year against you know against some of these physical teams and didn't apply it in march as much you know i think uh, you know, on uh, uh, on the surface, it appears that Tubelis is a little bit better this year about maintaining his aggression and confidence. You know, I think we saw that. I've seen that. They saw that against Indiana. You know, he quietly put up some really solid numbers. Um, this is going to be a real test of is, is, is Azulis taking that that step forward that they need him to be in March? Because this is going to be more like the teams you're going to play in the Sweet 16 or the Elite Eight and beyond. Yeah. Just for, for reference too,
0: like right now, the latest bracketology from Jill Leonard has Arizona as a two seed. So there's a lot of respect there. And to your point, Brett, a win like this, certainly like you have to follow up with some more wins in conference play, but a win like this does a lot for that resume. It says, yeah, they can be, you know, number six in the country in Tennessee. I don't know if they're going to be number six by the time the season ends, but they're going to be a top 25 team. Like that's a good basketball team. Yeah. And to kind of build off what Arizona lost to them last season, you know, it's a different team. There's different players on each roster. But it's nice to kind of get that revenge game. You know, as a program, say, you know what? This home and home series, cool, we split. You know, there's a little bit of that. It's Arizona, plus the home-winning streak on the line. Like, there's a lot that goes into it. yeah, a loss isn't the end of the world, a win isn't mean everything other than, hey, that's a really good win, it can help you. But how they play, how they look, I think will tell a story of where Arizona is right now, and where we see Arizona is right now will give us a good idea of how you know where they can get in three months. You know, like, how much room do they have to go? Like, how good are they today? How good are they on Saturday? Can they beat a team like Tennessee? And if the answer is yes, then that bodes well for the rest of the season and into the tournament.
1: Yeah, I think it's, like you said, it's how they, even if they do lose, it's how they look losing. Even if they lose by 10 or more points, right? And it it really comes down to, is it a fixable problem or not? You know, and some of that, I think, like, mental toughness, I think, can be fixable, even though it can be a challenge. I, you know so like if there's just like arizona needs another shooter that's a unfixable problem midseason, right yeah <laughs> you know there's certain things that are fixable to varying degrees and if they just have a bad night they just have a bad night right if they're getting good shots and they're just not falling you know tip your cap and say see you in march um if you're taking bad shots if you're panicking if you know if 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 there's just, it, it, it's, it's, it's whether it's fixable or not. And, you know, you kind of know that when you see it, I think more than anything, <laughs> Um, but we'll, we'll see how it goes. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty excited for this game. Yeah, no, it should be a fun game, a nice measuring stick game, which is what you want non-conference wise
0: uh, for a team like Arizona, who is a top 10 team and has eyes set on a final four. Like that's the type of game you want to play. You want to see where they're at. Anyway, bro, let's take one more break. And we come back, the transfer portal, football, More Arizona players have hopped in it, and we'll we'll talk about where the Wildcats are. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. We're back. Wildcat Radio 2.0. And yeah, the transfer portal's still a thing. <laughs> players can jump in it. Players can get signed from it. Um, Arizona, this week, all of a sudden, Anthony Simpson and Christian Roland Wallace entered the portal since we last talked. Simpson, another receiver, wasn't a huge contributor. That's, you know, fine. Arizona's loaded in that room still. Christian Rowan Wallace, that, that stings a little bit. He was their best cornerback. Uh, there was talk that maybe he would enter the NFL draft. I'm guessing he didn't get the grade he was hoping for and decide he'd rather go play somewhere else. It's disappointing.
1: I get it. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I don't disagree with any of that. Christian Roland Wallace is a little bit of a surprise. I do think he's probably trying to go somewhere to showcase his talents for the NFL. But also, I'm not convinced that him coming back as the corner was the best role for him on next year's roster. Um, You know, I think uh, Takario Davis and Ephesians price at corner and him at safety would have been a really interesting combination and maybe set him up for the NFL draft. And honestly, if he goes to a bigger splashier program, I I don't know if his, if that's, if his, if his NFL path is via safety, I'm not sure that, you know, they're going to have him be corner and maybe that's the conversation he's having with other teams. But, you know, with those two guys I just mentioned and some other talent coming in, I think it's an, it's kind of similar to Dorian Singer, where it's like, yeah, that's a that's a blow and that's a surprising loss. But in a weird way, I think Arizona has enough young talent that they can, you know, survive it. Well,
0: I'm sure of that at receiver, especially because there's still two really good receivers left. You got and you got Tanner McLaughlin. Like there's options in the passing game defensively, though, like you lose Keon bars. That hurts. Paris Shan, that hurts. Jackson Turner, that hurts. And Christian Wallace, that hurts. Like you're not better, like I'd r re- i would feel better about having Christian Rowan Wallace back there than maybe a Takario Davis, who I think can be really good. I'm a big fan of him and Price yeah. Lock especially too. But they're unproven. Now, is Christian Rowland Wallace a shutdown corner like he has the reputation being? Not necessarily. But it's hard to be a shutdown corner when you don't get a pass rush to help you. So like Arizona's better with Christian Rowan Wallace on the field, especially when you know how many times you have to play three corners, four corners. You're better having someone like him. But at the same time, I get why he might want to go to a defense that has a pass rush that he can look better with. You know, I know his pro football focus numbers are pretty good, Yeah, but but he doesn't have the interception stats. Like, he's weren't necessarily throwing his way, and he wasn't picked. So, yeah, I get it. If he goes to another school that has a better defense that he can be a part of, then it makes all the sense in the world because his goal is to get drafted. Would he get drafted if he was with Arizona next season? Maybe. But if he goes to I don't know where he's gonna go, I don't even know if he's posted any offers, but if he goes to like an Alabama or some I don't know, I always go to Alabama, like a school with a good defense and that's good at football <laughs> and plays well, that'll help his chances, right? Like it'll help him yeah. get noticed, it'll help him move up those draft boards. So it's disappointing because you want to see someone and he stuck it out for a while with Arizona. Yeah. So I have no problem with him deciding now's the time to go. But you'd like to see someone if you think they're gonna make it to the NFL, you'd like to see them get there by way of Arizona. You know, Keon Bars, I know ended up at USC. Well, hard to argue with what he's doing there. I know Dorian Singer's on a visit to USC. I saw that tweeted out of that reported. I can't blame these guys to go for going to one of the best programs in the country, if that's where they end up. But at the
1: same time, it's like, Oh, I like seeing good players at Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> well, but I, you know, I think it, each situation is a little bit unique. We talked about this last week or yeah. week before, right? Uh, I guess, I, I guess it was just last week with our bonus pod in between that's throwing me off, but you know, you still have uh, Isaiah Rutherford on the roster. You still have Traden Stukes, in addition to Davis and Priceock. There's still some talent there. You have G Seven Celestine, some highly yeah. rated guys coming in. Um, it's 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 a digestible loss. It sucks. Is it a good thing for Arizona that Roland Wallace has entered the portal and leaving most likely? Uh, definitely no. <laughs> you know, you want more more depth and more talent. It's always better for Arizona, right? Yeah. Um. But to your point of like, you know, what's going to make the, the, you know, the secondary look better is having more of a pass rush. And that's where I've said that, you know, the biggest addition this offseason isn't going to be a player, it's going to be 20 pounds of muscle to tie tie Jacob Manu, Sterling Lane, Deuce Davis, you know, those guys had 20 pounds of muscle. A lot of those corners are going to look a lot better than their raw ability is. <laughs> oh, certainly. <laughs> right. If they can get, if they can generate pressure, it's
0: like Arizona ended the Tear Tail Cup because the quarterback got hit as he was throwing, and Isaiah Taylor got the interception. Like getting pressure makes all the difference for corners because no one can cover a guy for seven seconds, eight seconds down the field. The guy's going to get open, but if they can generate pressure, then yes, those corners. And there's a lot of talent, and that's the one thing with Arizona is that the roster turnover. There's so many young players who it's like. Would they transfer if they weren't going to get the reps, if they weren't going to be a likely starter next season? You have to think about that, right? That's the balance of the staff like Jed Fish has to do. So is it better to have the, maybe the one season of Christian Roland Wallace or potentially two or three out of Price Sock? you know, Takario Davis? Now, Grant, you got to earn your spots. I don't imagine they're guaranteeing anyone a spot. But there's a calculus they have to make where is there going to be a drop-off? And if there is, is it enough of a drop-off to warrant losing one of your better young prospects, right? Because Christian Roland Wallace, he's been around for a while. He's probably as good as he's going to get with Arizona yeah. is there potential for one of these other guys to start get the bulk of the snaps at one of the cornerback spots and be better sure there's that potential exists these are talented players but you know it's just kind of the defense wasn't good and I understand the argument of well they're losing players from a terrible defense so how can I hurt you well not everyone was bad there were good players on that defense and of the veterans the good veterans have left right like, Jacob Manu's coming back. And looks like he's oh. coming back. Tai Tai's coming back. So there's good players coming back.
1: Well, Jerry Roberts well, is coming back and celebrating his 30th birthday next season <laughs> at Arizona.
0: You'd think he transferred to BYU or something with that guy. <laughs> so, yeah, there's, there is talent coming back, and there is potential on the roster, which should make you feel, if not good about the defense, at least fine. Right? Like, there's going to be change. There had to be change. It'd just be nice to have some of these guys that you can't count. Because, like, what does Keon Barnes look like with that 20 pounds of muscle on the young guys around him, you know, and then what does Christian Wolves look like with those guys getting that pass rush, hopefully at the yeah. same time, like that's a transfer portal. It looks like it's taking from Arizona. There are some reports out there of guys that they're interested in. And uh, the most recent one is someone who could probably help that defense quite a bit. Justin Flo, who is a linebacker from Oregon, along with his brother, Jonathan, who's a safety. Uh, Justin Flo is like a five-star recruit who was just like one of the best in the country at his position or just not even his position just in general uh his brother jonathan it's like a four-star but apparently there's not too much talk about him either way you know this is the this is the portal you're gonna lose players i think i saw arizona had like the most of the pack 12 in the portal you're going to lose guys but when you lose guys that just opens up opportunity to bring more in and if jed fish can bring in
1: someone like talent like this then you know you see where it looks
0: like when the dust settles yeah
1: well, in a weird way, it's to, it, it's almost like you're trading from a position of depth to a position of need with, with the portal, right? Like that scholarship for Christian Roland Wallace, like, yeah, you don't want to lose him, but if that creates an opportunity to, you know, you can, first of all, you can replace him with probably somebody that's serviceable and maybe doesn't have the upside of Ephesians Prysock or a Takario Davis, right? But you can fill some of the depth there relatively easily, but your crew you're, creating scholarship opportunities from that room of a position of strength to create more opportunities to add more linebackers or linemen on both the offensive and defensive side, right? Well, we don't know what it's going to be. You know, if Justin Flo comes in, uh, you know, that he has a potential to be a game changer in terms of this Arizona, in the middle of that Arizona defense, you know, him next to jerry roberts and and jacob manu in some form with a little bit of a healthy rotation you know you feel pretty good about that room all of a sudden right um but you just we don't know it sounds like arizona is doing things in the portal relatively quietly and even like you said uh, arizona has the most people in there of any pac 12 school you probably should have said for now because i'm sure that is subject to change <laughs> yeah, right yeah um and I, I still think you'd rather be uh, arizona still has plenty of talent a specifically young talent on this roster that we don't know we we shouldn't panic you can be concerned but don't panic with some of the the, the departures
0: yeah well again it wasn't a good
1: defense so yeah. if there's
0: the idea that they're changing the defense that there's going to be seven new starters or whatever it might be that doesn't necessarily have to be a bad thing so it's kind of like remember what richard Reed's like the, the good news is we're bringing everyone back the bad news is we're bringing everyone back you know like I wish most of these guys would have stayed, especially these big guys, the veterans who were productive, but I understand why they left thing with Christian Roland Wallace. And yes, that does open up room for new players to come in and maybe be better and just kind of change the, change the approach of this defense. And there's maybe they don't fit, you know, some of these guys where someone recruits, maybe they don't fit in Johnny Nansen's defense, you know, that's fine. Get guys who can play the system you want to run. And yeah. only then can we determine if you're actually good at your job or not. Well, so. It- If
1: if guys don't want to be at Arizona, they're probably not going to be the best product to put on the field. That's fair, right? And you want players who want to be there, yeah. And whatever, for every reason, whatever
0: reason guys don't want to be there, that's their business. You know, doesn't mean you root for them wherever they go. But I think you can support the idea of someone trying to look out for themselves in college football. So, yeah, I mean, best of luck in finding the right home for these guys who are transferring. Still, there's a lot of Arizona players in the portal still, and who haven't signed. There's We see offers from a lot. I'm like, not bad. Arizona's lost some pretty good players, but that doesn't mean Arizona's going to be left out in the cold. They certainly have offers out there and some visitors coming in who, if they can sign them, if they can get them on campus and, you know, onto the, into the program, Arizona will probably be okay.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm actually really curious to see Keon bars at USC, if he plays and if he contributes, because, you know, I think he's a good player. I, you know, well, if he ends up going onto that field and and does really well and is a big contributor, then there's some other questions for Arizona to ask themselves of of scheme and 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 Johnny Nansen and you know if if that's kind of the talent that we were having that wasn't producing here what's the what's the delta there
0: yeah, for sure, so <sighs> the portal is still open, and we'll certainly have more to talk about that and with what Arizona loses and what Arizona picks up. I imagine the pickups will start to come in the near future, especially with uh, the high school signing day coming starting next week signing period. Like there's a pretty good chance that portal activity will pick up and the roster will begin to take greater shape. So we'll certainly talk about that all next week and in the coming days. But Brett, I think that about does it for us this week. Um, well, what's the usual spiel? You did you did it for the bonus pots. so I got to remember. I'm a little bit rusty now. You know, make sure you're following us on Twitter at Wildcat Radio AZ.
1: Right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, not only did I do that uh, on the fly, I definitely had had some beer imbibed before doing that so i felt pretty good about it <laughs> yeah you should feel good about that anyway back to my spiel now that you <laughs>
0: threw me off again <laughs> you can Very find us on itunes and spotify subscribe to us on both if you're on itunes give us a rating and a review if you leave us a review we will read that review on the air on our pod um what else what else
1: is that it yeah. I don't know. I always like to squeeze in a smash that subscribe button just because I like to say that. You, Even you oh, use it cool. to like I
0: always like to because the one time you did it, yes, one hundred percent of the time you've closed the show. You, okay.
1: Well, it's just a fun, stupid thing to say, in my opinion, <laughs> because it's entirely stupid. But it's apparently, that kind stupid. of
0: fits with our pod some, most of the time. <laughs> That's on brand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: our brand is. It's stupid, but we enjoy doing it and listening to it. Indeed, indeed. We hope you all did too. But again,
0: well, there's a lot happening. Arizona basketball, a big game against Tennessee this weekend. And of course, the transfer portal is going. So Arizona football has a chance to add some pieces while they also say goodbye to some pretty good players. We'll talk about all of that next week. And until then, remember to bear down. Bear down.